welcome to Escape This Podcast, a show that's a mix between tabletop role-playing and escape room puzzles. We are onto a new arc. I hope you enjoyed. We had a guest episode last week. This episode, we're on another mini arc. Even minier than the last. Even this one's minier. only four episodes. Now, our last arc... To fit the standard four-act structure. Exactly. Our last arc was regrettably called Escape Rumpa Loompa. Danny, do you have a better name for this arc? You tell me. Because I've heard the name you wanted to give, and I still can't even say it because it was nonsense. Okay, so the backstory to this is, well, it's going to be a little giveaway about what the theme is, but I wanted to call this arc E.T. But then, what's the E.T. going to stand for? It You can't just use extraterrestrial. It wouldn't make much sense for that. And so you want the E to stand for escape, but the escape terrestrial? No, it's that's nonsense. not going to work. Yes. And so, what, the extra terror escape trail? Eh, it doesn't <laughs> really work. Uh, so you embrace the whole thing. It's E.T., the escaping terror escape trail. Yeah, you're the worst. Why? <laughs> this, hey, everybody at home, this is the first you've heard of that because it's definitely not written as the title of this episode. <laughs> I'm putting my foot down on this one. <laughs> it's probably there. It's probably the name. I'm sorry, everyone. This is my year. Every episode we have guests come on and play through an escape room so or an escape to dress scrape room. I, it's nonsense. An escape room that Danny has created. Uh, and this episode, we have first-time guests. First of all, we have game designer Daniel Mullins. Welcome, Daniel. Hey, I'm really excited to uh, do this. Looking forward to it. We are incredibly excited to have you on. And you are joined today by uh, Jonah Senzel, who is a composer and also a game designer. So really, he trumps you. Welcome, Jonah. Yeah. Hi. By integer skills, yeah. <laughs> uh, so th I think the thing that people uh, in our audience will possibly know you most from, uh, the two of you together, is that, Daniel, you designed uh, an Inscription, which was a fantastic game. I'm sure we've talked about it on the podcast before. And if we haven't talked about it much on the podcast before, I know that a good chunk of our audience talks about it on their social mm. media and on our Discord. And, Jonah, you did the composition, the music, and the sound for that. It's a fantastic, I mean, I suppose just like congratulations. It's a great game. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, so Jonah and I have worked together for all three of the Daniel Mullins games games. There's <laughs> three. three. Uh, we started with Pony Island that came out in 2016, which was about um, being trapped in a satanic arcade machine called Pony Island and trying to get out with your soul intact. Uh, the second one was called The Hex, which was a sort of murder mystery that involved playing uh, different game genres, and each murder suspect had their own genre, uncovered the mystery and the story as you went. And then the most recent one and the biggest one is Inscription, which uh, came out just last year. And that is, um, well, I, it's called a card-based odyssey on Steam. <laughs> and I, I, I like that. It starts out as one thing where you're in a dark cabin playing cards against a spooky googly-eyed uh, monster and not only are you playing cards but you can stand up from the table and there's an escape room sort of thing uh, mm. and, and you uh, do puzzles and alongside the card game and eventually uh, spoiler alert you break out of the cabin and hence the odyssey as you go through a bunch of mm. crazy stuff until you eventually reach some kind of conclusion <laughs> and yeah uh, <laughs> that that basically sums up uh, the work jonah and i have done together and there's some really, really good music in those games. <laughs> I couldn't agree <laughs> more. Atmospherically, <laughs> it's amazing work. Mm. It's, yeah. oh, I don't think I would let you play with headphones on when you were going through <laughs> it. Because you just wanted to hear it as you were playing. 
I should have like a little violin or something and atmospherically be like. Mm. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Everyone, everyone at home is gonna listen to the music that I make for this episode and, and just be disappointed. Maybe I'll just rip some sound files from <laughs> Tony Island. Um, yeah, look, it was a, it it was a fantastic game, and it's also it's one of those games where like. The reason we reached out to you to become an on and be a guest is sometimes you're playing something you think, oh, this person would really like to play an escape room with us. Yeah, you're right. I reckon they'd enjoy it. So hopefully I'm right. Hopefully this is an enjoyable experience for everybody. Which seems like it leads pretty well into our standard questions. Well, yes, we always ask the same questions of our guests. And the first is, this is an escape room show. What is your escape room experience? Daniel, would you like to start? Yeah, um, so I've done a, a fair number of escape rooms, actually. Uh, Vancouver, BC is uh, pretty good for them, as as far as I can tell. Uh, <laughs> there's like several different locations, and I've uh, there was a phase where my friends and I went to, I think, near all of the ones in, in and around Vancouver, and uh, um, so I've, I've done a fair number, and I think I've done a few elsewhere, but I don't really remember, and uh, yeah, so I, yeah, I've, I've got some experience under my belt. Wonderful. And uh, Jonah, what about you? Um, I have been to one escape room ever. That was that was good. That was cool. I've done a D and D campaign, a homebrew D and D campaign with lots of shenanigans. That was fun. Uh, and I also co-designed a a scavenger hunt in oh, yeah. Athens. That's like a ten kilometer long scavenger ah. hunt throughout the city, um, which has been uh, accessible for the last year or two although yesterday <laughs> i heard yesterday that a big part of it broke uh, oh, outside no. of our uh, well not broke but you know like it, it's all it's all in urban space so there's some things that we uh don't necessarily have control over but it's been uh, been fun it's called perthrow oh, so what? i guess maybe that'll give me a little bit of an edge but actually i was my my creative partner was doing most of the clue design and i was mostly like gluing stuff together and fabricating <laughs> <laughs> so that's <laughs> maybe less useful. That's fair enough. I, and also, you have no idea how much gluing I'm going to make you do in this room. Yeah, it's oh, nice. a very glue-heavy room. You never. I, I love glue. Actually, that's you wake up in Athens surrounded by glue. <laughs> uh, well, then you uh, you you kind of transitioned a little bit into this as well. The, the second question we always ask is, uh, what is this? Is escape rooms mixed with a sort of tabletop role-playing vibe? What is your tabletop role-playing experience? J Jonah, you said you, you've done some D&D oh, yeah. &D stuff. Yeah, I, I played a one D&D uh, &D campaign with a group of my friends uh, who do, like, I have a very good friend who's an extremely good DM, and they do all homebrew systems, basically. So mm. uh, it was amazing. We would, we would do stuff like there was, like, this teleporter that we didn't know was a teleporter, and we put something <laughs> into it. And then it got sliced off. So then from then on, that was the like, any time we need something sliced, you like put it into the teleporter <laughs> and take it back out. And we eventually like, I think that was the way that some big enemy got killed was like, put the teleporter over his like head and it was like, and, like all these rules that, you know, are made up on the spot and then you have mm. to stick with them. It was really fun. We would like torture our DM best way. That's lovely. And there's nothing more like tabletop role playing game than being like, oh, we found something that can teleport across it. That's for slicing. That's yeah. for slicing. <laughs> Teleporting matter. It doesn't matter where it goes. This is a slicing device. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, and, and Daniel, what about you? What's your tabletop role-playing experience? I've played Dungeons & Dragons. I've kind of dabbled in it over the years. And I, I first started when my uncle got the like 5.5 .5 or 5 edition 
for me as a birthday gift and then my dad uh took it on to be the dungeon master for my my uh brother and me and that was a lot of fun and uh yeah kind of like I, I don't think i've ever done a campaign that lasted a long time it's always mm. like i get involved with it and it falls apart one time i was a dm i think that's the most fun i ever had uh just thinking of wacky ideas for it um yeah i've I, i've never gone super deep into it but i've always dabbled I think that's mm. that's just the problem with being an adult, getting people together. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yep, that is true. All right. <laughs> wonderful. Well, I think that means we're ready to start. Uh, you're, you're ready to start. We're not going to go. I can't even say the ex-scrapery of this tomb. I can't even do it. You're not even trying. Well, you will now be faced with your own googly-eyed weirdo in front of you running you through a game. It's Danny, uh, I think, is that a good way to introduce the game? Do you like this? I think we're ready to start. So, Danny, why would you, would you like to whisk us away into an entire new arc? Let's do this. Oh, you are the same character, f- fused into one. Should probably specify that. Oh, yes, like, between the like, two like of you. Always? Is that always the case, or...? Generally, like but in this case, awesome. oh, okay. But it's yeah, not I mean, like we're I mean, like, like a Frankenstein, like, like, <laughs> like two-headed monster. We're like, no. we're, we are like, okay, okay. We're I mean, mind-melded? Okay, it's still in the arc. Mind-melded. It probably doesn't matter that much. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> but, you can come up with your own yeah. biology as we go. Yeah. Everything hurts. Your head is pounding. Your heart's still racing. And it takes ages for your three eyes to regain focus. Did you crash? Ah. You, you push yourself to remember. It was a routine flyover of a major Earth city. Being an Earth Studies major, you're allowed six observational trips a year, and this was trip number five. You'd just begun admiring one of the quieter neighborhoods when there came a feeling of collision, explosion. I, it's all very unclear. And, oh, where are you now? Okay, you're still in the driver's seat of your pod, but through the windshield, all you can see is green. It appears you've crash-landed into a bush. Oh. You hear voices. Human voices. Oh, they can't find you. You'll be kicked out of your course if that happens. Um, uh, you quickly open your ejector window and you jump out, scrambling through the bush to the other side, away from the people. You need a place to hide. They might spot your pod, but eh, humans like explaining things away they'll think it's just some amazing toy and once the heat's died down you can go back and retrieve it but oh where are you going to hide okay good thing you've studied humans and earth extensively so you can identify your surroundings you're in a sprawling suburban backyard that bush you climbed through was not just a bush but rather a long tall hedge that acts as a fence between this house and the road to the south there's more hedge running along the eastern edge And over that, you can see three smaller houses with backyards of their own. Though you aren't tall enough to make out many details. What you can see of those houses, though, is that two of them have lights on inside, and one, the northernmost one, does not. You look at the house whose yard you're currently in, and it also has lights on. So only one house appears unoccupied. That is the house that you should try to hide in, for sure. Oh, but how to get to it. Perhaps something in this yard could help. It has some elaborate decorations going on in it. 
There are eight tall marble statues standing in a line, which your studies tell you is an excessive number of backyard statues. <laughs> Off in a corner is a multi-tiered water fountain. How many tiers? Three. And taking up much of the grass space in front of the statues are little arches poking up in, out of the grass. If you remember rightly, they're from a game called, what was it? Croquet. Oh, yep. And over by the house, you see that there are a couple of balls and mallets. Definitely croquet rings. You can hear a small crowd gathering around your crashed pod on the other side of the south hedge. Oh, boy. You have to move quickly before they decide to investigate a little too closely. Okay, so the the crowd is on the roadside of the hedges, is that Correct. It? Okay. Um, I notice there's a lot of stuff having to do with three. We have three eyes. There's three houses uh, yeah. with the lights. Uh, I guess by a lot, I mean <laughs> two, two things. Like, technically, this <laughs> fountain is three-tiered, but I'm assuming the fact that that had to be checked means that it's not like the most crucial ever, ever like piece of uh, evidence. That's fair. So we're, we're accepting the fact that... Um... We're okay that this crowd is going to see the spaceship because they're just going to think it's a toy. So we can safely <laughs> just ditch that. And I, I mean, I propose we jump through the hedge into the lights off house, right? But can we just go through or, or can we have to get over? You take a look at these hedges. So first, just a quick glance to the one where your crashed pod is. There's nothing interesting about that hedge. You don't even want to get too close to it because of the people on the other side. They're murmuring about oh, that awfully loud sound that they just heard. Uh, you don't want to risk them spotting you. The hedge running along the east, it's like a big fence between this large backyard and the three smaller backyards. It is quite tall and extremely prickly looking, and there are no mm. easy gaps that you can see. If Do we you... have soft, like, slimy skin or something that would be... Uh... Sadly, you're not a very slimy species, and it's actually quite <laughs> cold on Earth today. You must have come in during winter, and so your skin is actually feeling extra sensitive. You try to get a grip on some of the twiggy bits, but oh, it just stabs right into you. Someone's <laughs> oh. everywhere. I was thinking, well, I guess we could we could smash through it with a croquet mallet, but maybe that's I don't really know what kind of if there's like some sort of if the hedge has like a tree things in it or maybe it's still going to be too prickly is my thought you can run over you grab one of the croquet mallets they feel a little bit lightweight for what would be required there it feels more like bashing through wouldn't work cutting through maybe if you had a chainsaw or something to that effect you don't see one of those hanging around so i think ultimately we need to find a way to cut through the hedge or or get through that but for now we have to maybe we should investigate more closely um fountain or the statue yeah plenty yeah. to look at which one would you prefer let's look at the fountain this fountain it's quite impressive it has three circular levels large at the bottom getting narrower as you go up and each level is decorated with a different sea creature from whose mouth a little jet of water is spraying the bottom level is stingrays sitting at even intervals around the border of the circle oh well almost at even intervals uh, there are two spots where it appears the stingrays have broken off, leaving kind of awkward gaps. That's unfortunate. In fact, the next level up, which is ornamented with turtles, also has a gap where one must have broken. Hmm. 
and the very top level features some graceful dancing dolphins, but also missing two. It's really quite a shame. Okay, so maybe like two, one, two or something is relevant. Like it's like two missing and then there's one missing turtle and there's two missing, but probably a part of something greater. So why don't we investigate the eight statues one by one and kind of see mm-hmm. what we can there. Yeah. These eight statues are all spaced out in a line made of white marble, all depicting various regal looking men and women. Starting at the left, there is a beautiful woman with a hand on her heart. Next is a motherly looking woman rising from the earth. What makes her motherly look? Covered in babies. <laughs> okay. Like a like a wolf spider. <laughs> and and she's rising from the earth as in like mm. she's like partially submerged, like crawling yeah, out. Yeah, she's like a coming out of it. Like... Not not okay. in a creepy way. <laughs> okay. In a motherly way. <laughs> yeah. That sounds like a cool statue. Yeah. Well, wait till you get a load of the next one. You you thought that one had babies all over it. This one, yikes, it is a man who is lifting a baby towards his mouth. I wonder if that sounds like it's got some some m- mythological undertones. Eating children. The Titan. Yeah. That painting. Next, there is a woman dressed in armor with an owl on her shoulder. Oh, that's going to be Athena. Oh, the Greek connection coming in. <laughs> no, I don't know anything about mythology, actually. <laughs> For for all of these rooms, uh, outside knowledge, it can be fun. It is not going to be required if you don't have it. You're not going to get stuck. Darn. <laughs> that means it's useless. No, it doesn't no, it mean it's useful. useless. It just means it's not necessary. Yeah, yeah. After that, the next statue is a man with a goblet of wine. By the way, I'm drawing each of these little do- a little doodle and they're I'm pretty funny. You're drawing? I'm glad to hear it. <laughs> I'm going to show it later. <laughs> Please. <laughs> oh my god. The, the mother coming out of the earth is especially Even good. I didn't right. dare draw these ones and I draw everything. <laughs> Next is a boy with wings and a bow and arrow which has a heart for its point. I know that character. Next is an older woman holding sheaves of corn. And finally, a man whose head, you don't know how the statue has got this effect, but his head seems to be radiating sunlight. Wow. Okay. Uh, That's very interesting. I don't know how it connects. Well, here's the thing, Jonah. We don't really like, if this is like an escape room as I know them, there are clues and then there are places to like enter information such as like a padlock where you know the combination it seems like so far we have clues that give information but we have nowhere to like enter information um okay it's a false assumption but uh so i think we need to explore more and figure out what we're dealing with here um i had yeah i should clarify this and maybe you'll have to cut this that one escape the only escape room i've ever been to was a a bdsm themed escape room (laughs) (laughs) So I feel like the props were all maybe slightly different than you would expect, you know, normal props to be. And it was like a whole group of friends that were all that knew this person from different. We didn't, no one like really knew each other. It was, it was just someone's house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Joy, you thought that they were an all like that? Room. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, well, I just thought that's what an escape room was. I was yeah. like, I can't believe Dan would ever escape room with his friend. Thank you. 
<laughs> Sorry. Okay. Um, this so there seems like there's a lot of Greek esque. Like the man eating baby is Titany. The woman with the arm with the armor and the owl is very Athena esque. Though you yeah. got Cupid. I'm assuming oh, the sun. But we're is not Apollo. expected to know that. Right. Right. I don't know if that helps us at all. You know, but but it does. I do. I do agree. Like I don't know enough Greek mythology to say, but yeah, it does seem awfully familiar. And this is me just saying the let's say everything you know at the stretch thing, but the 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 uh, fountain stuff is nautical themed, and I do notice that that would that's missing. There's no nautical thing from this sort of like eight heads of yeah. Of gaudy, yeah. That's god-ness. true. Poseidon did not get a sate. Yes. Yeah. But we're right now assuming that that's all like overly overanalyzing. So what what else is there to look at? Yeah, well, there's uh, the croquet, and then maybe we should like, hmm. yeah, okay. Well, what do go we go in the house? I don't know if that's. We can go in. The lights on. <laughs> we're gonna fail our course. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're welcome to take closer looks at things. We'll see if jumping inside the house is a possibility. <laughs> if you decide to do that, is there? murder in this game or <laughs> oh yeah yeah if you make the wrong choice you get killed and you'd lose yeah. okay and then we have to get new guests so please um well one thing that i don't think we know about is like what what about the so that the one thing that we haven't investigated that was already mentioned is the croquet arches so let's let's hear more about those if there's anything else croquet always stuck out in your mind you always remembered it because your home has a sport just like it Turns out that hitting balls with sticks is something common across a lot of species. You think about the rules, but really the one that's most important is that you are supposed to hit your ball in a nice straight line through rings. You take a look at the rings. They're all set up in small groups in front of each of the statues, very specifically. And you're going to see a wonderful picture of how these croquet rings are set up. All right. And hopefully you can understand them. Yes, so for people at home, you can see this image linked in the show notes below. But uh, Jonah, would you like to describe this image for people following along? <laughs> oh, man, would I? Yeah, I know. I'll um, give you a big task. Whew. Okay, well, if I, I think if I describe it perfectly, I could do it in about 40 minutes. Uh, <laughs> no problem. Okay, I mean, it, there's an overview. There's a bunch of sort of cells. There's a bunch of sort of squared off regions each of which have sort of little horseshoe-shaped drawings that they're all, almost all of them are with both two points facing down, and they're, they're divided into, into different sections of, of different sizes. So the first one is sort of two blocks long, but with the dotted line in the middle instead of... Um, yeah, so they look like two slightly yeah. separate croquet courses, but they're both in front of the first statue. Okay. And so there's and there's five rickets. Can we? Is that the term? Rickets. Oh, yeah, we'll say. You know what? If it's I not, would have it up. <laughs> you okay, would think. croquet. At, at the risk of sounding dumb for the entire rest of this episode, croquet. <laughs> there's there's five croquet rickets on the left side, and then there's three on the right side. Then the second one is just two in a line up in in a, in a vertical line. The third one is uh kind of scattered about. Fourth one is also pretty scattered. Fifth is right in the line. Sixth is another double wide one where the left half is right in the line. The right half is scattered. Seventh is a double wide with two scattered with five on the left and three on the right. 
eighth is a double wide one where they're both scattered with five on either side. Something tells me that only the uh, we, I think that we should we could focus on the the vertical line ones. You mean the ones that have a dotted line? No, like so. You notice how the second, fifth, and sixths all have like some that are that are just right up and yeah. down with each other. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They just they're simple. Yeah, and I noticed that um, the pattern on the first and seventh and second one of the eighth is the same. Like it's it's very specific. Oh yeah, and, you're right. And I think the orientation it's not random, right? Like like uh, some of them are they look like they're facing down, but some of them I guess like they're kind of sideways. Good to say. And definitely, it, it looks like maybe you would like if you if you were playing this stick and ball game, you might go through them in an order that would like make a line through them. That would. Make I think also the third and fourth are quite similar. And the second half of the first and the seventh, or the first and the seventh are just like the same all the way through. Mm. Oh, yeah. The, okay. Yeah. Mm. The second half of the sixth and the eighth. But I think the second half of the eighth is maybe the only one that's totally unique, right? Yeah. Second and the eighth. Oh, no, yeah, the, second, yeah, yeah. the second half of the eighth is the same as the first. Yeah, kind of. Should we try drawing lines as if you hit your ball through them? Like, like kind of connect the dots, basically? I, I, it looks, looks like it wouldn't really make any symbols that I would recognize. I'm, I'm like blurring my eyes right now. <laughs> trying to make it easier. <laughs> That's a way to do it. <laughs> Are they laid out kind of like, like when you say, you know, the first has two little separate ones, but they're both like in front of the, the woman with the hand on her heart. They are both definitely like in her section. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But definitely sort of separate from each other. All of them, all the cells combined would be like in one strip on the lawn, kind of like from left to right, kind of. I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. But spaced out, right, is the idea. Yeah, spaced out. Okay. Uh, And also for people playing along at home, uh, hoops, croquet hoops in the US are referred to as wickets. Oh, oh the US God, actually so uses close. the term wickets for something. Yes, but they've I named it after a wicket game. <laughs> we said rickets. <laughs> <laughs> it's a debilitating disease that I think has been eradicated. So that's what your that's legs good, end up looking least. like when you have it. Yeah, when you have rickets, you end up with legs that look like the... Okay, that's, perfect. <laughs> that's what the Simpsons taught oh, me. Man. I'm drawing... I'm just going to draw... Yeah, I wonder if... Like, I'm connecting the dots, kind of. Hmm. Just draw on my, right on my paper computer. and we'll see how that looks I, oh, did you draw them all out no I, i'm just kind of like imagining a line that was drawn for, like they seem to make a line you know what i mean like the way they're angled and stuff ah uh, i see yeah. what you're like, saying like, okay because when you play croquet you you hit your ball through them one at a time i actually played croquet recently weirdly not like not something <laughs> okay. i do regularly but I that actually seems play like it this. could be a good thing for this. It also frightens me slightly because I have not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're like, so the croquet double score is a classic, you know. <laughs> oh, no. Wicked is one inch to the left. Oh, you um, forgot okay. after every third strike, you have to do a loop. Yeah, that's all. That's important. <laughs> oh. so it's str- I see yeah. what you're saying. This. So, so for like, like for the first one, one way you could go through it is like the left to the one at the bottom and then the one on the right, and then the one 
right next yeah. to it. Like, like there's like different, there's like some, there are different ways couple of paths you, you could go through. Could go through yeah. Right. But not that many. And what sort of, but, what does that, if you draw that line out, what does it end up looking like? I mean, it's looking a little like letters, but some of the letters are, are weird. Like the second part of the first one. Right. Um, but yeah, I, yeah. And, and I mean, like some of them, if you drew it a certain way, it looked like a five a little bit, but I, I'm just going to draw oh, it, it could be no, wait, that's That could be a six. And then the second half could be a seven and then a one and then a V. <laughs> and then, uh... Second half of the six is surely a weird one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I meant, I meant the third one. Sorry, but that's this. Oh, that's oh yeah. Similar. Um, yeah. The second half of the first one looks like a seven. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And then okay. the second one is a one, but then yeah. I don't really know what the third or the fourth, for example, would be. Like the third one could be a five, and the fourth one could be a five if you drew it in a certain way. Five, like, see what I mean? No, <laughs> but that's but that's but that's fine. This is what teamwork is for. Only one of us needs to understand why it's a five. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's tricky because um, I've kind of drawn a line kind of arbitrarily from like one of the one of the rickets to to the another, and um, it it, it kind of looks like a number, but some of them kind of <laughs> don't. Maybe before we d we delve really deep into this, let's do one more survey. Like, is there anything you know out of the ordinary in this lawn? Yeah, let's that look. We might want to. The actual lawn itself for this one, I think you've covered everything. Okay. The only other thing to potentially look at would be the house itself. Well, let's, let's take a look at that. You go over to this house. You sneak a little bit closer because the lights are on. It's way bigger than any of the surrounding houses by a good margin. It's the middle of the daytime. You hear music coming from upstairs. Someone is definitely home. However, the room whose window faces the backyard seems to be empty. And the window is open just a tad. Not enough for you to climb through, and that feels a little risky, but you can poke your head in to take a look. You're overlooking a kitchen bench, and sitting on it is a small card with a scenic picture on one side and some handwriting on the other. And we get another image. Yes, for Ooh. people following along at home, you can see this in the show notes, uh, but uh, Daniel is going to read it to you. Okay. Wow, this did... Wow, this is so appropriate. Jonah having yeah. spent so much time in Athens. Um, <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> Greetings from Athens. Wish you were here. I know how much you love ancient Greece. We went to a real-life labyrinth yesterday. So confusing. It reminded me of that scavenger hunt you held a while ago. Nobody ever found the prize, did they? Your clues were so hard. Hope you're well, XX. I will say we did officially, we definitely did write this room not knowing that Jonah designed the scavenger hunt in Athens. That yeah. was not, that is not knowledge that we had going into this know. design. I'm kind of afraid now. I, and, when, when does the game end? Is this? <laughs> and and here do? we have, uh, what do you call that? The Acropolis Damn. on the left, the picture? I think it's actually the Acropolis. I think it's a random think... smaller one. Okay, yes, but the is, Acropolis it a, is it an Acropolis? Different. No, Acropolis okay. means the the highest point in the city, which is in okay. Well, you have, you can't see the rest of the city. You don't know. Uh, that would be a pretty lame city. I'm going to go ahead and say that was the highest point. 
We're going to get into a no more jockeys, what's the top of a hill argument now, aren't we? Exactly. <laughs> more importantly about the image is that there are various Greek gods written on it. And yes. having played Hades, I do <laughs> recognize these names. <laughs> but that's the extent of my Greek knowledge. Um, but these definitely are going to line up with those statues. I'm already noticing Cronus, the child killer. I'm going to take a leap that that's the dude-eating baby. <laughs> Um, yeah, Dionysus is the wine. The wine, yeah. Gaia is probably the mother, right? Because yep. Gaia is like the mother goddess. Um, yep. Helios, uh, the sun god, the the radiant statue that somehow. Oh, interesting. Was... Yeah, right. I was saying Apollo because I'm. Yeah. Uh, telling um, which is Apollo and which is Helios. It seems like the Greek and Romans got their fan fiction wires very crossed in that one. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, wait. That's just the that's just the oh no, Apo- the Romanized, isn't it? Um, well, Apollo I'm, not I'm technically, but sometimes Helios is different from Apollo, and sometimes they're the same person, and sometimes okay. it's you know when you've got a religion that's around for a good long time, you, there's just a lot of correct answers. Okay, so do we think the placement Dan is is key here, and and also some of them are dark mm. pink, some of them are yes light pink, and then Cronus is blue. There is think... every chance that those were to make them more readable on the picture. Oh, okay. I was oh, going to go way yeah, deep into that the makes color. Sense. Uh, okay. Yeah, fair. I considered changing it when I realized it looked <laughs> like a puzzle in itself, but that just made it so much harder to read. Yeah. No, that's fine. Okay. Well, on the one hand, this could just be to let like someone like me who's ignorant to Greek gods, this could just be to tell us which ones are which. You know, because now with with the description like war and and sea and the child killer, we would now be able to put names to each of these gods pretty easily. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should start by just because we're we're gonna need it eventually, like putting the names to the statues. Sure, yeah, might as well, um, right? Okay. So we said one is probably Gaia. Yep. Wait, wait, wait. No. Oh, wait, no. Wait, two is probably two Gaia. Two is the mother Sorry, coming out of the earth. Yeah, yeah. Coming out of the earth. Remember? And it's also the mother. Yeah. And okay. Uh, the one is a woman with a hand over her heart. That's a, a beautiful bit... woman. A beautiful woman, right? So it's probably Aphrodite and Eros. Okay, let's say one's Aphrodite. Three, Cronus, the child eater. Four would be uh, Athena. Hmm. Five, Dionysus. The man with the goblet of wine. Yep. Six is the boy with wings. But is Cupid on there? Cupid's not on there, but is, is, Cuper, is Cupid Demeter? Cuper. Cuper. <laughs> Cupid is the Roman name for one of them. Cupid is Eros. Ah, oh, okay, okay. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. We have Harvest, which is clearly the corn. Like, so that's Demeter. <laughs> oh, right. And then we have Helios being the radiant. So there are more gods on this postcard than there are on the statue lineup. Very true. You definitely didn't see a Zeus. Yeah, there's no Zeus on there. There's no Ares. There's no Thanatos, I don't think. So maybe we should make a little list of the ones that weren't statue lineup. We have Zeus. And Poseidon. Uh, Thanatos, which represents the prickly hedge. (laughs) (laughs) Um, that's it right uh yes is there anything else we see in the the nothing else of interest would we be right to assume that in terms of strange 
things in this lawn and <laughs> surroundings, we, we may have examined all of them. I think yeah. you're right. Okay, okay. I think you now get to go into first the, big puzzle. Yeah, it's the terrible moment where you can't keep looking. You have to solve puzzles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can go, well, that seems hard. Let's, <laughs> let's just keep going. Um, okay, cool. I feel like the fountain might be key here, but I don't yep. really know what the action item would be from that. I think it's possible that the action item could be like hitting the croquet balls through the things in a certain order. I don't know. Um, yeah, and I had also I also thought that that might be part something. Okay, so there's some like the if you look at the first three could make the pattern six seven one. Sorry, like number one. Yep. Yeah. Oh, and you know, four kind of looks like the number five. Yeah, and so does three. And I think we might have numbers on our hands because just because the, there's this very obviously numbered thing going on with the... Yeah, with the... And, you, and you know what? The second one of six is seen in this light could be a four. I think, you know, I think that... Oof. Or wait, not really. Uh, I was kind of thinking about a backwards four. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but that's... <laughs> I, I don't think that's that's right. What did you think of the last the the last the very last cell? I would say it's a five and a six in the eighth one. That's a five. I'm taking your word for the fives. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a weird five, but like, kinda. <laughs> the first one in eight does look pretty much the same as the third and the fourth. Yeah. Yeah. And oh, you're they, right. Why did I? I could like, see if the five, five before. A little <laughs> sus, but they're. No, you're right. You're right. And I even said that it looked like five before, but then, yeah, okay. So the, we're 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 given that as five. So that would mean that we have, if we're saying that those are all the same, then that would mean we have six, seven, one, five, and then another one. one. Oh, but and then th this three and four are both fives, right? Yeah. yeah. Five five one one, and then that could be a two, like in the same wonky way that the other ones are like kind of weird fives. It could be a kind of a weird two, rather than a backwards four. <laughs> <laughs> I tried yeah, making I fours; it. it was impossible. <laughs> That's a bit of a I could clue. See <laughs> the two. It's yeah, it's so, almost like a Z. But yeah, I think I think we could probably safely call that a two. Okay. Um. Then so we six, have seven, or we have a sequence of numbers. They're between one and eight, means they probably correspond to statues. Possibly, our input mechanism is potentially hitting the balls through them. But if we were to just start doing that, I wouldn't know which order to do that in. If you grab the mallet and ball and start sort of hitting through, you get the impression that that's mostly just a visualization help technique. As opposed to an okay, input. okay, yeah, okay. I mean, it would be pretty magical. <laughs> I mean, after studying human studies, we know a bit about their technology, and yeah, that would th be quite thus impressive. Thus far, they, they have. No you're pretty sure humans <laughs> haven't found magic yet. Yeah, and that's why they're not a real spacefaring civilization mm -hmm. yet. Yes, yes. They keep trying to power inferior. their rockets with science. The idiots. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know if we're thinking about the. I think the splits might be important. It could just be that those are like, you know, there right, wasn't enough room for whatever important. code, but I think 
that'd be like 67. Yes, one, yes, that's very important. Good call. Five, five, and then uh, one. So then 12 would be the next one. 67 again, and then 56. And then 56. That's very, that's very, very dude. I forgot about the whole split thing. If we were trying to find an order of the statues somehow, we still wouldn't really be anywhere because we have numbers that are the same. Like there's two 67s. Mm. We have two with three number or two number ones, two number fives. Um, mm. Gods. There's some gods in here that are missing. We're going to assume that four is not missing purposely because we know that this is, this is using, we were cheating by using out of, out of game knowledge, but we know that fours were not included based on oh, a technical yeah. <laughs> a technical compliance. So we're using that's not key to the puzzle. Yeah. Five, six, seven. Um I also no eight, but maybe we're gonna say that's I tried to uh write down the first letter of the god's name that corresponded with each number mm-hmm. and it gave me nothing. <laughs> well can't you read it aloud? What did it give you? Idada Gedi. We got it. Wait, also, this is like doing the sixth, the first letter of the sixth god, then the seventh god, then the first god. Yeah, exactly. That's fair. Idada Gedi. Yeah. We stand in the yard and we say, Idada Gedi. Oh, that's the call That's the emergency call sign in your language. <laughs> Wait, how do you spell it again? I'm just I'm just putting it, you know in my notes. E D A. This is so not. Yeah, she don't need to E-D-A-D-D-A-G-E-D-D-E. Yeah, I'll say this is not the answer. You're close enough that I'm not it's giving any other clues. I'm not giving any clues at this point. <laughs> they they knew that there was gonna be a musical guest. Quick play the chord progression on this nearby xylophone. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's always the risk of only having numbers one to seven, isn't it? Yeah. That looks very musical. It is not. Numbers, uh, yeah. Because you had mentioned earlier that this, like, there is like a two-one-two missing pattern on the fountain. That's um, that's true. Yeah. And if we add those letters to the end, we get the word <laughs> gag. <laughs> gag. Philosopher of Greek studies from the Oxford University. Um. Hmm. Okay. It was tripping me up is because maybe I've been my mentality is ruined by the escape rooms I have done because I'm looking for where I could enter a code or where like a code could be used. This is true. There is only one other kind of puzzle that I feel like has that. So most of the time it is you have the puzzles and you have the place to input the solutions. The only other kind that I really know of is where the puzzle itself gives you instructions. Ah, that's a, that's, that's a very good point. And I, you know what, now that you say that I have experienced that before, I just didn't think of it. Yes. Right, where it's like you, you decode something and it says... Exactly. Okay. That's why you should yeah. really know what that means. Yeah. <laughs> the one bit of prior knowledge that I required. <laughs> Dadagetti sounds like mum's not home, so I'm going to put cereal in the spaghetti for the kids. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be really fun and silly. <laughs> Dadagetti. Oh, it's time for some Dadagetti, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
That's beautiful. Um, um, what are you googling, Dan? No, I, I'm not googling. <laughs> I see the light. Oh, you're no one's really played this room before. The answer. I'm switching between. I'm switching between the tab. I see you're switching. The, uh, I'm, I'm so sorry that I I uh, yeah, put our partnership at risk in the escape uh, room. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think you were very right about the relevance of the dotted line and that being a two-digit number. I just can't figure out. Like, because, you know, if it was numbers that were, for instance, maybe like between 1 and 26, I would think about like matching them up to alphabetical, to, to letters in the alphabet, right? But mm. I just don't, I don't know where 67, like, <laughs> kind of number is that? And like 56. Oh, but don't those have mathematical, no, maybe not 67. There's, aren't You're thinking those, of like are multiples, multiples of 9? 9, but not, is 67 a multiple of 9? It's no, not. Nine. Don't I don't think I require you to do any heavy maths. Oh, thank God. Okay, good. <laughs> I I love maths, but apparently in the escape room community, it's frowned upon to make people sit and do maths for a while. <laughs> you see a linear equation in front of you. <laughs> Solve. Oh, and there's also twelve. There's also twelve. That's a that's 12, a more manageable number. An, one. <laughs> an honest yeah. number. <laughs> 12 12 is in that honest number so converting it to letters is is important Um, right so it could be letters of something else or it could be look where else could we line up oh well we have the postcard and maybe maybe this is way wrong (laughs) like we could index the letters in the message with the Numbers, I think that, that it's going to be time consuming and potentially a dead end, but I'm trying the last letter of each one, which I'm pretty sure isn't because I'm getting three say yes. Three, three, <laughs> yeah. three say, I, I assumed that wasn't it, but I, yeah. you're hot, ho- you're um, hovering. If we index <sighs> the letters in the message of the postcard, what's what, what's 67? Oh. No, you're oh. not asking us to count 67 letters. No, you don't even count God, 67. No. Yeah. That's hard maths, counting yeah. the 67. Let's try 6 and 7, though. For 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. That'd be O-U, right? Oh, no, it's starting to turn into gobbledygook. <laughs> yeah, it this, might. This oh, is I worse than a daddy getty. <laughs> I-N-G. Inked. Yeah, okay. Inked might have, but I think we. I think it is... We're kind of saying that it's purposeful that there are numbers like sixty-seven is not six comma seven, right? There's like a reason why it's sixty-seven, and not six. Well, that's what I think. Yeah. Okay. Because I was gonna say like you could do like oh does Aphrodite have enough letters to do through? But even then, I, I think that's gonna that's gonna be the same mm. kind of. Thing. Well, why why Aphrodite? Well, she's oh, the first uh, statue. Just because it's the first one. Let's see what else there is. So the six well, and the seven are in front of Aphrodite. Yeah, that's a good point because, yeah, because. Oh, wait, it's the Until six now, we haven't been using the names of the gods at all. If we're it's not gotta doing be, that again. Wait, wait, wait. It should be the, probably the six and the seventh of yeah. letters of Aphrodite. Yeah. Then the first letter of Gaia. Yeah, right. I think you probably let's, have let's it here. Look, it. Let's see what that does. Three, four, five, six. This is D I. Dig. Oh, Dig. Yeah. oh, yo. Oh, yeah. Dig a daddy. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so close. <laughs> uh, then 
for you. But then you. five, five, D D. No, no. So five is you, right? Because it's the the five is in front of Cronus, and Wait, then that's the what? fifth letter of Cronus. Oh, oh yeah, I got confused. Right, yes. Um, and then right. fifth of Athena. N un. Dig. Under, uh, it's gonna be like dig under, maybe. Six seven E R. Five six. Oh, that's because it's Helios, not Apollo. You just <laughs> can't get away from Apollo. OS. Dig under Eros. Yeah, I think I somehow messed it up, but I'll take your word for it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's let's do that. Wait, what are we, we doing? Dig, dig with Eros. our skin dig is so under. soft. Well, we could dig with the croquet mallet, maybe. Yes, that's a good idea. Or the, the stick end of it would be even better. Yeah, that's yeah. totally fair. You grab one of the croquet mallets, you go over to the Eros statue. Now that you're paying close attention, it does look like the grass around this particular statue a little thinner than the rest, and the dirt a little oh. bit looser. The butt end of a croquet mallet goes in very easily, and you just sweep it away. You don't even have to dig very far before you contact something solid, something metallic. So you tug it free, and it's a box. With a bit of fumbling, you figure out how to unlatch its lid, and inside are some really shiny, brand new gardening tools. In fact, right on top, a pair of giant shears. Do you want to do the honors, other part of my brain? <laughs> Wait, do I? What? No, what, what are the honors? Yeah, cut the hedge. Let's get out of here. Oh, oh, right. Um, I'm, I'm like, I'm like, what, what does shears mean? You know, like, what, what is the conceptual significance of shears? <laughs> All right, yes. Yeah, so let's cut the hedge. These shears, they make short work of the hedge, and pretty soon you've made three neat holes, each one leading you straight into one of the adjacent backyards. So the northernmost one is the empty one, and now you can actually see a little bit of detail about what's going on in these yards. From here, in that northernmost backyard, you see a very big flower garden. Sorry, that's the one with no light on, right? Correct. In the middle yard, there is a pool. My family has made fun of me for how I say pool, so I, I, I'm weird about it now. How do you pool? say pool? I don't know. Pool? How do you, how do you say, say pool? pool? Weird. pool. How would you I say, say pool. pool? Oh, you say pool instead of pool. What? <laughs> <laughs> Seems fine to me. <laughs> oh yeah, no, you totally say weird. You say pool. You freak. Pool. <laughs> yeah, that's so strange. And the southernmost of those three houses has a long clothesline as well as a regular fence running along its south border, separating it from the road. No fancy hedge for that one. I guess we should take the the bait and go to the one that was the perfect one before and see. Yeah, because you know, we were thinking. It, we just need to maybe get in there and then we're we're home free until maybe one of our professors can save us or something. Absolutely. You climb your way through towards the empty looking house. No light or sound coming from inside. That's good. The back doors and windows are all locked tight. That's bad. But uh. maybe there's a key. Sometimes people hide their key by the door. Ooh, hang on. There's another door over in the corner that you didn't see before. It's not quite attached to the house, leading down into the ground. It's like an outdoor basement style thing. Okay, that could be an even better place to hide than inside a house. So you take a look at that and you find that it is locked with a six-letter combination lock. Mm. Searching around for any more clues, because you never know. 
you spot a piece of paper just barely sticking out from under the actual door to the proper house. Uh, so, yes, for people at home, you can read this note yourself. Uh, but, uh, Jonah, would you like to read this note to our listeners? <clears throat> Hi, Matt. It's Bella from Two Houses Down. I know we don't talk much, but this is something that affects the whole neighborhood. Amy, the HOA president, is out of control. At first, it was just little things like how she leaves her car parked right outside my gate. But have you seen her latest rule? Passwords for any external combination locks must be visible for safety reasons. It makes no sense. And she won't follow it herself, just like she doesn't follow any others. You should see her at Kids Sports Day. Anyway, I happen to know something funny about your flowers. Your basement lock is seven letters, right? Six letters. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I can read, everybody. I just like that to be known. I I missed the most important character on the entire sheet. Uh, (laughs) Your basement lock is six letters, right? I have a special password just for Amy if she ever comes snooping. Letters one, three, and five are in your flowers, and letters two, four, and six will be on my clothesline. Trust me, it'll be funny and technically following the rule. Yeah, I thought the clothesline was going to be relevant. Uh, well, aren't you? A <laughs> <laughs> um, the flowers are in this yard, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Go look at them. Oh, boy. You go over, you take a look at the flowers. Whoever grew them put in a lot of effort. They've made them as neat as possible. There are actually three separate flower beds, all in perfect 5x5 five five grids. Earth botany isn't your strongest suit, so you don't recognize the species, but you can admire them all the same. Another image for you. Yes, again, for people at home, you can see these flowers. Daniel will be again tasked with the impossible job of trying to describe <laughs> these flower beds to you. And give at all least right. an overview. Yeah, so there's three grids, three separate grids, and they're each a five by five square grid. And in each of those squares, there is a flower. And they're they're not all different. There's some repeated figures, kind of. Some of them have a kind of circular head, I guess. Some of them have a kind of a, a semicircular head, and some of them have that semicircle inverted. Some have little circle heads, cup heads, and bell heads. No, you can't cup call heads. them cup oh, heads. Good... Get sued. Ah, oh. <laughs> uh, that's a better way to put it. Some have little hairs coming out of them, and uh, the leaves are also seem to be uh, the alignment of the leaves seems to be somehow relevant. Some of them have their leaves like perfectly at ninety degree angles to the stem, but some of them have them facing down. Some have them facing up. Some uh, of so the flowers are a... happier than others. Yeah. <laughs> And so there's a like each it seems like there's a few different components to each flower and we're going to have to decode that. Well, it looks like there's a T on the first one, but that could just be it's not really that big or or it's it's the the uh, uh, center. Uh, how do I how do I describe? Oh, I think it, I see what you're saying. There's you see like thing towards the right. The bell shaped flower. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And there, and that, so ultimately. Here we have three grids and we have three letters that the flowers are going to, or not three letters. Oh, wait, letters, right? Yeah, letters. Not numbers. Oh, okay, good. Okay. So it may, my T might be right there. And I can kind of see an A in the second bed if I if I blur my eyes a bit to be able to notice An, an A? Yeah, on the second bed, if you look, it's in the same, it's on the right side. There's a bunch of flowers with little hairs and X-shaped leaves and they kind of make an A. Uh, I do pixel art all day, so maybe it's easier to see the 
<laughs> oh yeah, I see it. There it is. Oh yeah, definitely an A. So it's um, T blank A blank. And then there's potentially an O in the last one with a bunch of cup ha- cup shaped flowers with uh, 90 degree angle leaves. The longer you look at these, the more you may find there are multiple letters secretly. Uh, like in if them. you look at the T in that first bed, if you look yeah. at the, the other flower below it, they it's also kind of form a U. Mm. Yeah, yes. yeah, okay. C, oh, yeah. I think, in the top right of the third flower bed, if you were looking at the cup heads, yes. but with their leaves splayed. That is true. Maybe we should look at the clothesline just in case it somehow connects to this. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. And then we can, we don't have to be perfect. If the word starts to form itself, we might be able to yes, cheat. Yes, that's true. <laughs> well, play the game. I don't think that's cheating. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you hop back through hedges until you make it to the clothesline yard. Uh, you notice as you get in this yard, you saw that there was a fence. That fence has a gate in it, which is mm. interesting. But anyway, as for the clothesline, there are just a few pieces of clothing hanging on it. They're small enough, you believe they probably belong to children, and the designs look like uniforms. Sports uniforms, yeah, that sounds about right. You try to remember all the non-croquet sports that you learned about, <laughs> and you get an image of this clothesline as well. All right, okay. so there's there's some numbers, and those are within 126. This, could it be so simple? Would you, would well, you like, would one of you like to give a full, Joan, I think it's your turn, would oh, you like sorry. to give like a description of what you can see on this clothesline? Yes, there is a beautifully rendered... Um, Thank three, you. Three pieces of I, I actually do really like this this drawing. <laughs> it's kind of if I saw this in a museum, like line art, I'd be like, oh, really? <laughs> I'm not kidding. It's cool. Um, it's like there, there there's three pieces of clothing hung up on a clothesline. There's a sort of jersey to the left, tank top to the right, a jacket type thing to the middle. But that's all irrelevant because they say 16, 15, and 13 from left to right on that. Oh, I guess they're all they're all like sports attire. Mm. Oh yeah, that's that's. Yeah, what kind the, of sports do you reckon they look thing. like? You again, not a hundred percent necessary, but I would like to know again for for my drawing <laughs> abilities. <laughs> Looks like football on the left, like like non-American football, soccer. You we call we call it soccer as well. We call it soccer. Oh, you call it soccer? I know. Let's all hang out. De- and it depends. Look, it can depend on like how British the Australian you're talking to is. But uh, yeah, we have Australian rules football and rugby league and rugby union. They're all footballs. Yeah. So soccer has to be soccer. Right, and then you call American football gridiron. Is that we do? Do you yeah. not? Do you right. never? Well, gridiron is the iron? name of the field. No, we isn't never it? say gridiron. No, we don't. We've. I only have heard that term from Australian. Yeah, yeah it's we call a funny it gridiron. one. Now, <laughs> what do you think the middle one is, Dan? The the middle one, I think, could be could be gridiron, um, or it might be rugby. I don't know rugby, what a rugby shirt hockey, looks like, though. Um, mm. Or hockey, not be a thing in Australia. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and the third one, the sleeveless one? I, I would say it's basketball. Yeah, I would agree. All right, so we got 15, 16, eight, wait, K-L-M-N-O-P-O-M-4-T-N. So <laughs> I have M. So, okay, yeah, so palm. But but these as letters are two, four, and six. Exactly, yeah. But so there's a vowel, our, like, it seems like a plausible, possible three letters of a word, right? There's the gate, which was 
notable. Maybe we should just take a quick look at that. Yeah, let's just, let's like get our peepers on the gate. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So this fence runs parallel to the road. The gate is at one end. And if you're quiet, you can open it a crack and see to the road outside. You do so and you notice two things. First, there is a car parked quite near you, between you and the crowd of humans near your crashed pod. And second of all, there is a piece of paper attached to the outside of the fence within your reach. So you can Ooh. just reach over and grab it and take a look. Oh, we won't take it. That's fair. That's fair. That'd be stealing. No, I think this is the second last of the images. And this one isn't really. No, no. Image. It's just words just, that I decided. You uh, could read them instead of us. The people would like to hear your voices more than mine. Would one of you like to read out this lovely note? New rules from the Meadow Street HOA. All water features must be symmetrical in bold. If any pieces are missing, contact Amy with an order and she will buy them so they can be added on. Passwords for any external combination locks must be visible for safety reasons, e.g. emergency use by all neighbors during a tornado. Could it be that the fountain is a way to, like, kind of parse the flower puzzle somehow? Well, that, that also, so that lets us know, I don't think this is relevant information, but the, there's, there's, there's an implication that the first house is violating the HOA, which would mean that they may have a non-visible password as, in addition to their non-symmetrical water fountain. I, I don't really think that's going to, I think mm. we're done with the first house. Wait, but I'm doing the, the thing first... where I'm saying everything. But, okay, they must be symmetrical. Couldn't they still yeah. be symmetrical if pieces are missing as long as they're taken? Oh, I guess symmetry around, uh, like... Technically, but that would be... If it yeah. was like, oh, yeah, yeah. no, I mean, you know, there's those missing pieces from that water fountain from before, but, you know, they're symmetrical because they're just from opposite side. Yeah. <laughs> but we're yeah, thinking the only of problem our is alien the turtles brains. just yeah. hit off another turtle, and <laughs> yeah. it's all fine again. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's look at the pool. We haven't, yeah, the pool, yeah. All right, you head back over to that backyard with the pool in it. It's small. It's a neat little oval. It is symmetrical, if that applies. <laughs> it's right in the center of the yard. You creep towards it for a closer yeah, a, look. Is a pool a water feature? It's a watery feature. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing sunk at the bottom of it, nothing weird. As you get close, you do detect the smell of salt. So you suppose it's a salt water pool. And eh, that just strikes you a little bit. E even though you know that most of Earth is salt water, you didn't think that most people had salt water pools. But, oh well, it doesn't seem relevant, just interesting. Hmm. Is there anything else in the backyard that might be interesting? Nothing at all. Salt water is kind of sea, sea-esque, yeah. sea life-esque, Poseidon-y. Yeah. Um, hmm. We looked at the fence and the clothesline. There was a car. Oh, there was a car. Wait, that's that's probably Amy's car. Because if you read the note, mm. yes, she leaves her car parked right outside my gate. So that car, very close to you, and potentially between you and the crowd of humans. So we could get a little closer and not be seen. I, if yeah. you time it right, you absolutely can. So you Let's check give it, it a moment, you make sure you know that humans have pretty decent peripheral vision. So you wait, you wait for the right moment, and then it's just basically one little jump, and then you're at the back of the car. You take a look at it. It's sleek, it's red, it's got huge wheels. 
You want to look through the windows to see if the internals are anything like what you're used to. But you can't actually see inside. It's just the sort of day it is today. Every single one of the windows is coated with a thin, opaque layer of frost. Car must have been sitting here for quite a while. You try to scrape it with your little alieny fingernails, but it's Shit. set very firmly in all the corners. You can't find a place to dig in at all. And it doesn't seem like the day is going to get any warmer, so you can't just wait for it to melt off. Oh, should we get the salt water? Because salt, because you salt roads, but that, yeah, that kind of deals with uh, ice and snow. Right? It actually, like, somehow melts it, or how that works. Absolutely. So, do we have a, a reset? What else was in that box that we dug up under arrows? Mostly uh, just other tools, but it is a very nice, sturdy box. Well, it is a box, yes. It, uh, okay, yeah. so. Let's fill um, up the box with salt water. Yeah, let's do that. Pour, pour it on the car as <laughs> inconspicuously as one can yeah. pour a box full of salt water onto a parked car. <laughs> like most planets, yours does not have anywhere near as much water on Earth, so you're a little bit anxious as you dip your hands right into this salt water. But you know what? It doesn't burn you. doesn't destroy your electrolyte levels or anything. Seems pretty safe. So you scoop up a good amount of it, take it all the way around, sneak through the gate again, back to the car... You can reach the back window of the car. Uh, that's the least conspicuous spot to be doing it from. No one can see you from this side. So you just start pouring over it. And as steadily, you see that frost begin to melt away until there's nothing but a fine dew left. Mm. Ooh, okay. You were going to look inside the car to see if there was anything cool in there. But now that you've done this, you see that there is something on the windscreen. Instead, there's a little stick figure collection that's been decaled on here. And that is your oh. final image. Ah, these little kids look a lot like flowers. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me how these kids look you're, a lot like you're flowers. You describe these, these people that you see in this decal on well, the car. Well, this is, this is really, as you said, it, blowing things wide open, there's... Like the connections are just like this. For one thing, there's three children that look like the flowers in the yard in their in terms of their shape and their head and their little hairs. Um, <laughs> they're also each playing a sport, which lines up to jerseys. One has a soccer ball, the other has a hockey stick, or maybe like a what's not lacrosse. Isn't there a sport that has this sort of curved stick? Anyways, it's a hockey stick. Um, and then a basketball. And then the final connection is one is saying, go Dolphins. Another one says, go Turtles. The last one says, go Rays. Of course, that lines up to Fountain. So there's almost so many connections, I don't know where to start. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm going <laughs> to look at the letters first, because maybe this word is going to be something interesting, because we already have P-O-M, right? So then... That first one has got to be a U. No, I think. maybe you have P-O-M. Oh, uh-oh. Maybe we have P-O-M. Maybe we have <laughs> maybe nothing. Maybe we do not. Um, oh, or maybe we have to rearrange the order based on what sport they're playing. That could also be it. Right. For what it's worth, the kids are in the same order as the jerseys, so there's not any oh, okay. rearranging to be done. Okay, so I can see the kid, like the flower kid, so that's that makes the U shape on the in the flower bed. The first kid, mm -hmm. 
Second kid is the A that we saw. Nice. Nice. The last kid is the... Oh, it's it's the thing we were seeing before, which is very big. Or no, that's just an O. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, there's oh, there's other... Okay, so we're just... The, and then we're saying that the rest of this stuff is irrelevant, that it's just an O? Yeah, well, like, it's... If you look at the, the, sh- the basketball kid, he matches flowers on the third grid. And the only flowers he matches make an O shape. It looks like it, it looks like more because there's flowers on the top row that look a little bit like him, but I, I was saying Oh, that but their arms but are different. I see. Oh, I didn't even. <laughs> there, yeah, this, yeah, for, this kid doesn't have happy arms. The Go Rays kid, he kind of looks like he's mid jump, but his arms <laughs> yeah. and legs are completely yeah. parallel and also vertical, which is very yeah. cute, actually. <laughs> <laughs> So we have Upaum. Who can do yeah. the same split jump perfectly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we have U-P-A-O-O-M, which is, uh, so I think maybe our other word is, is our other three letters need to be. Written. Yeah, we didn't quite get it with the, uh, the alphabet uh, jerseys because we haven't connected the fountain to this yet. That was two, well, yeah, because there's two dolphins missing, one turtle missing, two stingrays missing. Mm-hmm. Could it be that because we're, like, missing two, you have to, like, subtract that from the number and then index that in the alphabet? Maybe it's overthinking it, but maybe we could try that and see if it makes a word. Yeah, go ahead. Like, 16 minus 2. Could also do plus. Oh, but it's minus two. It would make sense as minus. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, right? But what did the notes say? What did the rule, the neighborhood rules say about this again? Water features must be symmetrical. Oh, if any pieces are missing, contact Amy with an order. So they can be... Added on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we should add them instead of subtracting. Or maybe you can subtract and I can add. (laughs) Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do that, do that. Oh. I got RQO. Is that no, there's only got... one missing on the second Only one, one turtle missing, so it's R-P-O. Uh, U-R-A... U-R-A-P-U-R-A-P-U. Oh. <laughs> Did I mention that when oh, Bella yeah. said she had a secret message for Amy if she came uh. snooping that Bella is 14? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's amazing. You are... Uh, okay. All right, let's, pu- let's put it in. with their... Who jokes? Yeah, um, we actually we don't laugh at all because we're an alien and we don't. Yeah, we don't this. ever. <laughs> we're confused. We don't do that. <laughs> I do not understand. We also don't have the the, have, the biological, biological hardware to to laugh. <laughs> you have ankle jokes. They're all the rage. <laughs> oh yeah, don't get us started on that. Um, well, shall we enter? You are a poo into the. Yeah, let's put it in. You go back up to that top backyard to the basement door. You are a poo. Your fingers don't really... Like, these locks are annoying. It's such a little lock. Your fingers are long and dexterous, but not in the right way. But whatever. You fumble your way through it. The lock clicks and opens, and you can pull on this door. Oh, thank God, a hiding place. When it opens, this door reveals a set of stairs going down under the house, and no one needs to tell you twice. You dash down. Your eyes adjust to the dimness, and you find yourself in a basement more crowded than you anticipated. 
There are shelves clustered up against every wall, stacked with metal cans and bottles of water. There's a rolled up sleeping bag and several small cases of luggage. And crucially, there is a young human man curled up in a corner, awake and staring right at you. <laughs> and he just goes, I knew it. I knew it would be an alien apocalypse. <laughs> and that is the end of this episode. Congratulations. Oh. Well done. <laughs>